back to Becoming Your Best Version, a podcast in which I get to interview amazing women whose paths have crossed mine in my various projects. And today I get to interview Yvonne Marchese, 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 who is joining us from Connecticut. She is the host of the Late Bloomer Living podcast, a professional photographer, a mother, and a wife. At the age of 48, she realized that she bought into a story about getting old that was adversely affecting her health and her relationships. Changing her story about aging inspired her to start the Late Bloomer Living podcast, where she is on a mission to redefine society's ideas on aging and explore how to live a life by design. Yvonne believes that midlife is filled with possibility, that it's never too late to pursue a dream, and that the stories we tell ourselves have tremendous power. Check out latebloomerliving.com for more information and to listen to this terrific podcast. Welcome, Yvonne. Thank you. Thank you for the very nice introduction. Well, I love the work that you're doing and the fresh perspective on midlife living that all of us need. It is, it is just a, a breath of fresh air for people like me who are in midlife. So tell me, how did you get started with the Late Bloomer Living podcast? What happened? Hmm. Well, it started, it started with me having a personal revelation. Um, when I was 48, I, I was low energy and, and uh, having trouble focusing and maybe low-grade depression, lonely, different stuff like that. My kids were, you know, well, clearly younger than they are now. I'm 53 now. Um, and I just knew that something needed to change. And I, I, I so I dug in. I started doing all the self-helpy things things you know um, my husband was like hey there's this audiobook um, with Mel Robbins the five second rule you should give it a listen you know so I was like well, all right I'll listen you know and I did and it, it blew me wide open because her story was so similar to mine and what and how she was feeling before she wrote her book which was that she was sleeping in every day, hitting the snooze button. And that's what was happening for me. I was unable to get myself out of bed in the mornings. I would just wake up with dread for the day ahead. And then that would snowball into um, feeling like I was behind from the get-go, being angry with my kids for not getting ready for school on time and yelling mm -hmm. at them. It was just this whole turn of events that just came from me hitting the snooze button over and over and over and over. And um, so read her book and that was her story as well. I was also probably drinking a little more than was good for me at that point. Mm -hmm. um, not like, you know, I would say like it was like we would have like a nightly drink or two, you know, it was just part of the routine. And I think it went to me not sleeping as well as I could have, um, different things like that. I was probably the, I wasn't fab, I would say, but I was the heaviest I'd ever been. Just sluggish. It was just all, I, and you know, every time I'd 
go to exercise, I would injure myself and then I'd end up taking weeks off. And, you know, I was telling myself, oh yeah, I exercise, but really I was really inconsistent about almost everything in my life, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And I realized that it all needed, I needed to shift something. So I, I followed her advice and I set my alarm across the room and committed to getting up early every morning before my kids. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do 30 days to try to set a new habit. And so I'm going to, yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm going to try to be committed to meditation and moving my body every day, some way, somehow I, I exercise every day, whatever it is. And so I did that and it was, whew, it was really hard because I stay up late. I was staying up late. I was mm -hmm. editing photos late at night after the kids were in bed and I realized, okay, oh, so I got to go to bed earlier mm -hmm. and it started a whole avalanche. And after a few weeks of doing that early morning where I had time to sit and just be with myself for the morning before the demands of my family came into play, that was oh, my energy started to shift. I started to feel so much better. And after probably, probably after about a month, I would estimate my older son, one morning, he just randomly said to me, you seem happier, mom. Wow. And I, he didn't know what I was doing. So <laughs> I was so blown away by that. I thought, okay, that's, that's the evidence I need. Yes. That my child would note, who doesn't notice anything, by the way, at this point, you <laughs> right. know, I call him the absent-minded professor. <laughs> so for him to notice that was, was huge and kept me going. And wow. then because of all this, my energy started to shift. I started to feel more energetic from moving mm -hmm. my body every day, from meditating, from, you know, and I started to get hopeful. I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I was doing all the self, re reading all the books and all the stuff. And that's when I got the idea, wow, I, I bet there's other people like me who are feeling stuck in some way, maybe can't identify what's wrong, but know it's not, know that they're not feeling right. What if I were to do a podcast where I interview people who had been there and got through it and talk to them about what they did to get through it? But then, Maria, I didn't do it for like two years because, you know, I have a photography business, I have kids, blah, 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 busy, busy, busy. Yeah. I didn't have the money to pay somebody to produce a podcast for me and I didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So all valid reasons, but the real, the real stopper was that I had a really good case of imposter syndrome and I was like, well, who would listen to me? I'm not an expert on midlife. I'm not an expert. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a, a doctor of anything. I'm not a, you know, why would anybody even want to listen to me? And then I came across the idea through Gary V, one of his books, which was just the idea of taking people on your own journey and not having to be an expert and being released from that pressure suddenly made me feel like it was possible to to step into it and i thought well maybe i don't maybe i'm not for everybody but maybe a few people here and there and i you know it and then they hear what they need to hear and hopefully that makes a difference for somebody you know
And absolutely. Uh, yeah. Your podcast is excellent. And I really enjoy it. I would recommend everyone check it out. It's on many different platforms, including Apple Podcasts. So I applaud you for getting over imposter syndrome, which plagues everyone at some point in their life. And if people say it didn't plague them, they're probably lying to themselves. But um, I want to go back to what you said about uh, the drinking part. And I am so glad that you found a way to get yourself out of that hole because my drinking at night became a full-blown drinking problem. And it grew from just a drink after or with dinner to two bottles of wine a day. And it just kept encroaching more and more into my life as my kids needed me less and less. And really, it destroyed my marriage. It almost destroyed my entire life. So thank goodness you found a way to reverse the cycle before it grabbed you. And, uh, and that's such a message of hope for, for many people who might be listening, that you don't have to go down that rabbit hole, that you can change your life. So you also, not only do you do the podcast, but you also are creating a community called the Late Bloomer Living Community. So tell us about that and your vision. So I'm laughing because that is something that I, I so I, I learned how to build a website when I was learning how to do the podcast. That was that. So, so I built that website and I added that page community because that was part of my vision. Yes. But so I've been doing the podcast for almost two years now, and I still do not have an official late bloomer living community that is in the works. Although I do have clubhouse rooms that I host and different things like that. So it's interesting that that's parked there on my website and it says coming soon. Yes, it does. And it just said coming soon. Again, for almost two years, that seems to be the key for me. So, but it is coming soon now, officially. Like now I feel ready. I've, I've got the, the system of producing the podcast in place now. And now I feel ready. And I also feel the desire to connect with a community the podcast is wonderful. Like I love these one-on-one -on -one conversations with people, mm -hmm. but then I send the podcast out into the world and hope that it's reaching people, hope that the conversation was useful for them. But I have no way of knowing that unless I hear back from people. Um, and what I've discovered through finding Clubhouse in the past year is that hosting rooms there and the back and forth conversation with people and hearing about what people really are struggling with as they age has been something that has been filling my well. Mm -hmm. And so that is actually something that I'm going forward with now. And yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be producing a, uh, uh, an online event summit type thing around midlife reinvention in May. Um, so that's coming up and uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm bringing together Excellent. all kinds of other people who are experts um, and, uh, and bringing them together for like three days of just celebrating midlife and, you know, thinking about the idea of reinvention and 
what could that be for people, you know? I love it. I love it. And as the baby boomers are aging, I'm on the tail end. You may be too young to be I'm considered. Gen X. Okay, you're end. Gen X. Yeah. I'm still I'm I'm still on that baby boomer timeline. Um so many people are aging and it's getting more attention. I mean, that was kind of a silly comment. Of course, everyone's aging, but the demographic of middle-aged people has has ballooned. And I think that your work is so needed to help people age gracefully, to not give up, to step into the unknown, as you say on your website, and just keep blooming. So, and blooming is, is such a, you have beautiful images on your website. I love your website. So you did a good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a heavy lift. I'm going to say I am patting myself on the back for that one. Cause that, that was hard one. Excellent. I don't know how to make a website. I paid my daughter to make it for me. Smart. <laughs> but I would like to go back to what you were saying about clubhouse because perhaps not everyone knows what Clubhouse is. So mm. if you could briefly say what it is, what, how to find you on Clubhouse and uh, uh, yeah, just basically explain what it is and how it's working in the context of your offerings. Cool, so, so I feel like I should have some sort of relationship with Clubhouse because I talk about it all the time because I love it. It's a, it's a, it's a social media application, but it's audio based. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like being in a Zoom call, only there's no video, which I love because mm. half the time I am in my jammies. <laughs> and, um, and so it's, there I am, I'm on my phone and I can, you know, I can talk to people around the world. So basically there, there's clubs within Clubhouse and then you can host a room within a club. Okay. And so once you open up a room, then anybody who is on the Clubhouse platform can come and join into the room and they can come and be in the audience or they can raise their hand and whoever's running the room can bring them up onto what they call stage. You can bring them up on the stage. And so then they have the power to go on mic or off mic and talk if they want to, if they want to add something to the conversation. And what I've discovered there is that there is a very strong community of, in particular, midlife women. My podcast isn't necessarily aimed at women, although a lot of people assume it is, um, which is totally great and fine. Um, but the clubhouse communities that I've gravitated to have been women in midlife and beyond who are all about rethinking aging and, you know, delivering a pro-aging message. And so I have found some of the most incredible people and we've become friends and we've collaborated and I've had them on my podcast as guests and I've been on their podcast. I even have a podcasting community that... Um, that I discovered and have become friends with. They're all podcast slash entrepreneurs. And again, we're collaborating and we're talking and it's it's so different from any other um, social media application in that it's so immediate. It's not curated in mm -hmm. the fact that like you go to somebody's Instagram feed or their Facebook and you're seeing what they want you to see. They've chosen the picture that they're gonna post. They've written something, it's very purposeful. Right. But when you get into Clubhouse and you're having these conversations, 
it can go anywhere and you can hear immediately whether or not you have a connection to somebody. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get like on Zoom, we get Zoom bombers. Do you ever get people whose whose motivations aren't pure? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That can happen. Although it hasn't happened a lot to me and Um, You know, one of the things that I have come to realize is that, you know, if I'm in a room that is uh, that is a a room for women, like Mm -hmm. let's say I'm in a club that's there's a club called Hey Girl You Can, which I tend to host rooms in. If a man comes in the room, I'm definitely willing to bring a man up to talk on stage in in a room with us. But I want to see first that they've got a link to their Instagram or they've got so there you can link within your profile. So I look at their profile before I bring them up Smart. Um, and uh, and try to kind of watch out for that. And I as the moderator, um, I can kick people out of the room and okay. I can report them. Gotcha. So so if anybody comes in and does anything kind of kind of crazy or un- inappropriate, that right. is something that can be handled. Uh, I would recommend that you check out my friend's clubhouse room called Cool Life, K-U-E-L. I know, know? yes, Jack Perez. Well, maybe we met through Jack. Now I'm forgetting how we met each other. I feel like we might have because I have known about you. And when you emailed me, I was like, oh, I know Maria. I want to have Maria (laughs) on my podcast as a guest. So it's hilarious that that we've been in touch. I host rooms with with Jack, actually. Oh, great. It's a great platform. Yeah, yeah. So if people want to find you on Clubhouse, would they go to Hey Girl, You Can? Or... They can just look me up. So when you go into Clubhouse, you can do a search okay. and you can search for people. Okay. You can search for clubs. And I think now you can search for even rooms. That didn't used to be a thing. But you can look me up, Yvonne Marchese. Um, I got in early enough that I got my name. So uh, I'm just in there as Yvonne Marchese. Great. And yeah. Do you need to be invited still to be on Clubhouse? I don't think you do anymore. That was okay. when it was in beta, and for a while there, it was it was iPhone only for a while. They're now okay. open. They've since uh, opened it all up, so they are now iPhone and Android friendly. And I don't believe Excellent. you need an invitation to join anymore. Excellent. So. Another thing I love about your website is that you offer something called five steps to your midlife reboot consisting of exercises to become unstuck. Can you share with our listeners one of those exercises? Yeah, well, my the first step that I consider to be really important is awareness. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean awareness of your automatic thinking. And that's where the meditation for me came in and is, is so important for me in, in my life and everything right now. Um, it's time to sit and, uh, and just, just hear myself. I'll, I'll tell you something that happened several years ago. Um, I was raised Catholic and so for Lent one year, I decided to give up complaining and I'll Love tell it. You, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> that, that was when I was in my mid forties. And, and it was probably right before this whole thing blew open for me um, because what happened is I realized how darn much I was complaining and not only out loud to other people, but in my head. 
And so that then the awareness of the complaints that I had then gave me power over whether or not I was going to continue. So mm -hmm. just the simple noticing and awareness of, of what you're thinking then gives you power over what you're going to do next with the, with those thoughts. I love it. That I was so much a human doing instead of a human being before mm -hmm. I turned 50. And as a gift to myself on my 50th birthday, I did 50 new things in my 50th year to determine how I wanted to live the next chapter. Love that. And that really required a lot of awareness and a lot of being more a human being than a human doing <clears throat> and getting off the treadmill and really reflecting. So you're absolutely right. And I thank you for that reminder because right before we started recording, I was just complaining to you about my other job and what was <laughs> being asked of me and how I felt like I was on a treadmill. But that being said, um, you oh, have I still given... complain, by the way. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I, none of this is one and done. Yes. We, we have patterns that we have, we have well-worn ruts in our little neurological pathways, right? So true. Um, but the only way to reroute them, and thank goodness they're finding out more and more that there's neuroplasticity, that we, we actually can, we can rewire some stuff. Yes. It just requires some vigilance. <laughs> so true. So true. Right. And I was also raised Catholic and I am going to give up complaining for Lent this year. So here's a recommendation for you. Get yourself one of those little, um, one of those bracelets that is, you know, those, those rubber bracelets yes. that everybody gives out for everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just take one of those. And every time you complain or catch yourself complaining, just flip it around, like just oh. turn it inside out and turn it inside out and turn it inside out and just have that as like a little just something to physicalize and you're going to notice how often you do it that is a fantastic tip thank you i will absolutely do that so one of the questions that i ask all our guests is what do you do yvonne to become your best version i meditate <laughs> Wow. I, yes. I actually there's a few things I meditate and I and I do do yoga most days and I am not a yogi just mm -hmm. gonna say that right now I, um I'm actually kind of thinking oh wouldn't that be an interesting thing so that's a possibility in the future but right now it's just something that helps me tap in and keep my body moving um and and it's the connect and connecting with people is my new my new jam it's, yeah, that's why I love Clubhouse so much. That's why I love doing this podcast. It's, yeah, it's like, it's all looking at the stories we tell ourselves, like meditation, podcasting, even photography. Mm -hmm. It's all storytelling. And we tell ourselves stories all the time. And so like to get aware of our stories and then get, you know, get a little bit of power over them and change them the way we want you know that's absolutely yep. yeah i changed the story i was telling myself for the first 50 years and i will continue to do so like you said it's progress not perfection we are works in progress every day 
So I thank you so much for being on my podcast because I know you have a lot of work with your podcast. So it was very generous of you to come on Becoming Your Best Version. So listeners, please check out latebloomerliving.com to connect with all the amazing things that Yvonne is doing. And join us next week for another interview. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you so much.